ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, June 22nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, whole true. Taste great. That's right. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer so welcome into our monday edition we get a lot to get into uh let's just go ahead and start now and don't forget you can also be a part of the program today on twitter you can find me at paul swan that's the best place to get me online today as well if you want to interact and be a part of this one so we find out that maybe just maybe it's going to be a little bit of a harder push to try to make NASCAR more of an inclusive sport. And you see the story come out about Bubba Wallace. There was a noose found in his garage stall. Now, I'm sure this is going to be an easier find as far as to figure out which individual did it because not too many people have access to the racetrack. There's not going to be hundreds of thousands of people The FBI is coming in to investigate it. And, of course, the race yesterday couldn't be run due to weather. And so today, NASCAR really stepping up, the race drivers, the crews stepping up. What a lot of people did today, I think, even took Bubba Wallace, just surprised him, and made him an emotional person. Drivers pushed his car to the front of the field before the race began at Talladega. And then he got out, and he was emotional, of course, because this is a lot of support from a lot of people in the sport. He was surrounded by all 39 other drivers before the race began, and they were joined by their crews in a march down pit road as they pushed his vehicle to the front of the line. He gets out of his car. He's emotional, obviously. So, yes, There are drivers, there are people in the sport that get it, and there are people who still don't get it. And this is going to be an interesting story because NASCAR, of all sports, the one you think is maybe redneck, southern, NASCAR doing a great job of trying to make sure the sport is inclusive to everyone, and that means... Some things are going to have to change. We'll keep an eye on this one for sure because I think this is going to be a major battleground. And, of course, there are people flying the Confederate flag, parading outside of the racetrack. And I get it. I understand. You have the the plane flying over, defund NASCAR with the Confederate battle flag. That's a lot of energy. I mean, you, you got on TV... You got people talking about you, so you got your you got your money's worth. I don't know what you're going to get out of that, but if you were to be seen, you got your money's worth out of that one. So that's where we're at today with that story. And I just I was appalled when I saw what had happened. I mean, there was an AP story. Let me dig this up real quick. I didn't print it out. 
there was an AP story talking about it, and you're, you're going to love this quote here. I'm not going to read the whole story, but it was not surprising. I hate to say that, too. It's not surprising what the quote was here. I should have printed this out, but AP story on everything that's happening, and there's fans. Not as many today as there were yesterday, but they, they were allowing fans in the stands. Limited number. Wasn't a track full of people. There were maybe, what was it, 5,000 I think was the number they were allowing, and it was even less today because, of course, the race not happening yesterday. So some people actually have to get back to their lives on Monday. They can't hang out on Monday, watch a race. It, it was an AP story interviewing fans in the stands. And let me pull this quote up here. Um, okay. AP story. One of the fans that was interviewed, his name's Luke Johnson. If that's his real name, Luke Johnson. He said, this is again, AP story here. This isn't, this isn't like Fox News we're talking about here. This is this is the Associated Press. And this is Luke Johnson, fan in the stand. Quote. He um he's against the he's against the flag ban, by the way, but he said, quote, all the NASCAR tracks need to keep on flying them. Now, I don't know if he's the exception to the rule here, if he's your typical fan. Still, he's in the story here. All the NASCAR tracks need to keep on flying them. And then I don't part ways with him because he has an opinion that, you know what, I'm a fan of that flag and I'm gonna, we want to fly it. Okay, we can agree to disagree here, my friend. We can be on different sides of this issue, and that's fine. That's understandable. We don't agree, but we're allowed to agree. We're allowed to disagree. Okay, I'm carry on, my friend. You're wrong. Carry on. However, the noose that was left for Wallace, here's what, again, your fan in the stand. This is just one guy, so this isn't indicative of all fans in the stands. Luke Johnson, NASCAR fan, said, I thought it was funny myself about the noose. There is absolutely nothing funny about that. Threatening a man's nice uh, life. There's nothing funny about that. Threatening a man's life and trying to intimidate a man using that kind of imagery. There's nothing funny. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Ha ha. It's not funny. So there was another fan in the stands. Again, same AP story. Didn't have a strong opinion on the band. So maybe he's indifferent. Doesn't care necessarily. The flag's not really a thing for him. If they want to ban it, he's fine with it. Not going to hurt his day-to-day life. Here's what he said, though. Again, thankfully, there are more fans who are probably appalled by this than not. He said that was messed up. I hope they charge the guy with a hate crime. This is a guy who lives in Alabama. He says, it doesn't matter what your opinion is. It's when you cross that line, then your opinion no longer matters. That's trying to inflict harm on someone else. So another fan in the stands. One guy thinks it's funny that the noose was left in Bubba Wallace's 
garage area, left for him. Another guy, hate crime. That's where we're at right now. NASCAR, front line of all of this going on. And, of course, we have to acknowledge it. I can't ignore it. Just wouldn't be right if I ignored it. We, we could mention it and go on. But this is just the mentality. You don't, you don't leave a noose for someone and think it's funny. And thankfully, I think NASCAR is going to be on the right side of history on this. I know there are a lot of people who are going to be on the wrong side of history. This, unfortunately, is happening, but NASCAR has responded quite well. Hopefully, this will be the beginning of other things uh, that happen in not just sports, but our society. Again, Luke Johnson, fan in the stands at a NASCAR event. I thought it was funny myself. The noose left for Bubba Wallace. Big news coming out of the basketball tournament. That dream matchup we were waiting for. Best Virginia versus Heard That. It's not happening. We'll tell you more when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Best Virginia, the alumni team featuring West Virginia's best from probably the Huggins era of basketball for the most part. Lots of big names on that team. One of the teams that maybe had a legitimate shot. Of course, if you're a Marshall fan, you were hoping that their run would end after one. Unfortunately, for West Virginia fans, their run ends today. We got the word early this afternoon. Well, early this morning, really. Uh, get fleshed out a little bit more. But we got the word close to noon today, uh, sometime during the 11 a.m. hour, that Best Virginia would be replaced in the field of 24 after a team member tested positive for COVID-19. Playing for Jimmy V, one of the standby teams will play her that. So the, the tournament finds out on Thursday, June 18th, that Best Virginia, and Best Virginia self-reported, because again, everyone in this tournament understands the seriousness of everything that's going on with COVID-19. Best Virginia reports that one of his team members had tested positive for COVID-19. So now, all of a sudden, immediately the pre-tournament protocol goes into into effect. And what could have happened was Best Virginia could have gone through the protocol, quarantined, and they would have had the opportunity to still participate. This wasn't, okay, you're in now. If you test positive, you're out. They still had time. However, the team decides maybe this isn't in the best interest because we're not going to be able to work out together, practice together, and function as a team if we're all having to quarantine and lock down. So the decision was made that 
they would withdraw. So they're out. Here's what John Muger, founder and CEO of the basketball tournament, said. This is a safety-first event. We're disappointed for the best Virginia players and fans that they won't get an opportunity to compete in TBT 2020, and our thoughts are with the player for a speedy recovery. While the virus remains a persistent threat, we have confidence in our health and safety plan and the many safeguards we have put in place to run this year's tournament. So now, heard that's going to be playing against playing for Jimmy V. Former Gonzaga star Josh Perkins is on this team. Former Philadelphia 76ers forward Haywood Highsmith is on this team as well. We'll see. Does it make it easy for her that? Does it make it harder? I mean, you kind of had an idea. If you're John Elmore, Odd Elmore, Ryan Taylor, you're if you're one of these guys, if you're C.J. Burks, if you're Rondell Watson, you know, you know all about Deshaun Butler. You know all about Kevin Jones. You know all about Juwan Staten. You know all about, I could go on, Nathan Adrian. You know all about him. You know all about these guys. There's no surprises here. You know all about these guys. So now uh, you got to get ready for a different team. Uh, still, thankfully for at least part of the state of West Virginia, Marshall and Herd fans, there's an entry and you're going to have some West Virginia kids in this tournament. You're going to have Marshall. Let's hope. Let's hope that John Elmore and the company can get this thing done. I, w- I would love to see it. I would love to see Marshall get a run go and win this thing or heard that. See, I've already, I'm, I'm thinking it's Marshall. I got to stop that because, again, you know, John's on the team. CJ's on the team. Stevie's on the team. Ryan Taylor's on the team. I mean, okay. I'm getting uh I'm getting the word in the booth though that Chris Coakley's also on the team. Why are we hating on Chris Coakley for Spencer? Why are we hating on Chris Coakley? I'm not hating on him. You're just saying it's a Marshall team. Well, it can't be a Marshall team. He was from UAB. Remember, we didn't like him for a while, but now we like him. We love him now. Oh, it's a Marshall team. It's heard that. It's a Marshall team. He's wearing a different shade of green now. Ja'Cory Williams, we haven't even, we haven't talked trash about him. Did he just not anger us? Did he just not tick us off the, the same way? I mean, did he did he not victimize the herd the way Coakley did? I really guess he didn't. I never really thought about that. But it was also a couple of years ago, right, that he was at middle? I mean, then you got Zach Smith from Texas Tech. I mean, I'm happy we got somebody from a Power 5 school in there. And not, not hating on him at all. No. Ryan Luther from Pittsburgh, Arizona. You got another, you got Pac-12 guy there. It's somebody, I, I like that. That's nice. Not hate, not hating, not, not hating, hating at all. No, we Good like help. that. We like that completely. We're all, here in a few more years though, maybe we can load this thing up. Get some big guys on this team. Maybe, you know, let's talk to Dan. We got to recruit for the future of her that. I'm serious. We need to talk to Dan about this. Like, look, we're trying to win a million dollars here, Dan. Let's get some big men that can play in this thing. Because Marshall's the recruiting ground. So basically, Elmore and company are recruiting from Marshall for the Herd alumni team. So let's go ahead and dictate some of this right now. Let's get some big men in here. Let's get some power guys in here. Let's make this happen. So the dream matchup, 
Heard that versus Best Virginia. It's not happening. The basketball tournament, though, still exciting for me because, after all, we don't have live sports whatsoever. I'm going to have to research this team now. Now that's our challenge. See, the, another thing that really hurts this for me is we had guaranteed content no matter which side won for a while. Because you heard it first on this program that Jared West Sr. was like, hey, after the game, Best Virginia wins, call me. We'll do the show. And on the one hand, I'm sitting there going, I hope I don't have to make that phone call. I'm hoping I don't have to make that phone call. On the other hand, I'm sitting there going, man, I'm glad I can make that phone call because the show comes first. The show comes first. What's good for the show is what comes first. Right now, Heard That is good for the show. If Heard That is good for the show, we're all about Heard That. Speaking of which, we've had Ryan on. We've had John on. I guess we're going to have to get Odd on. Do we get C.J. Burks on? I want Rondell on. That's who I want. Are you taking notes in there, Spencer? Are you taking notes? Yes, I got, I got to try to get my contacts out. Let me, let me see okay. if I can get in contact with them. Rondell's my guy, though. Rondell's your guy? Isn't CJ your guy, too? CJ's my guy, but Rondell's my guy. Wasn't he sitting right there for a little bit? He was sitting here. But, yeah. But Rondell's my guy. I still got tape of him. I got audio of him, you know, saying, hey, look, he's going to miss me. This is his final game we're talking about. He's like, you know, like, hey, I'm going to miss you, man. He's like, yeah, I'm going to miss you, too. I've got that still saved somewhere. I haven't broken the I don't have like files of like alphabetized interviews and stuff like that. I haven't gone to that. No, I just have stuff saved. That's going to be the intern's job, not yours. That you, you can direct that intern though. Okay. Okay, you can super that, See when you graduate post internship, you can supervise the next intern. Okay. Okay? Okay. Spencer Dupuy, ladies and gentlemen, uh, intern on the program uh serving us well. So Conference USA making news. The other day they came out with their statement about the state of Mississippi, and they've come out with another one. This is a little bit more of a directed response. We'll talk about that, and we'll get your phone calls in when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We started the program, if you didn't catch it, talking about Bubba Wallace and, of course, everything that is happening with NASCAR from uh, an unfortunate incident which a noose was left for Bubba Wallace to an AP story I read about a NASCAR fan in the stands, actually thinking it was funny that a noose was left for him. And the flag, of course, there was a parade. There was a parade of people just driving down the road with their Confederate flags, a Confederate flag flying over the racetrack yesterday. There were tents. You know, when you go to a NASCAR event, you go to any event, Probably more so with NASCAR, there are people outside with merch, lots of merch tents, and there were Confederate flags hanging out there. You could buy your buy your Confederate flag at the merch tent, even though you couldn't bring it in. 
You got to have that flag. Well, another display of the flag is in Mississippi. The Confederate emblem is part of the state flag in Mississippi. And now this has come under fire before. And lawmakers are, I don't want to say reticent, but the people have voted on this before. And the people have declared this the flag they want to fly. Well, you have that right. You can fly that flag. You can. There's nothing that says you can't fly that flag. You can do it. But as I point out to a lot of people, and guess what? It applies to me too. I can say what I want. Now, there are consequences for what I say. For example, if I say certain words on the program, especially during a different time of day, outside of something we call safe harbor, for example, I could get in trouble. I can't just say what I want. I can say it, but there's a consequence to it. Or if I talk about certain things, especially, again, outside of a different time frame, not that there's an ultimate protection. Safe harbor isn't necessarily an ultimate protection. It's just, okay, there are some things that are better left at different times of the day compared to other times of the day, depending on your audience, a potential audience there. That's, it's, it's a guideline. But again, I can't sit out. It basically, if George Carlin said it in his list, I'm not using that word. That's one thing I can't say. That's one thing. I, yeah, I have freedom of speech, but I only have freedom of speech to a degree because I, if I have a political view that differs from the government, I'm not going to be persecuted from that or for, uh, for that. I'm not going to be persecuted. However, if I break an FCC rule, oh, I'm gone. I'm completely gone. And we try to say we try to stay aware of these things, you know. And I get it. You can fly that flag, you know, but there are consequences. So the entire state now has come under fire. And the SEC was um, one of the first. The NCAA is basically saying, look, no, there's not going to be NCAA tournament action here. There's not going to be any championships, NCAA. No, we're not rolling in your state until the flag gets changed. SEC comes out. Eh, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not having championships. Conference USA. Guess what? Third in line here, first in our heart. Commissioner Judy McLeod issuing the statement today. The Conference USA Board of Directors approved the, basically, they're prohibiting all conference championship events in the state of Mississippi until the Confederate emblem is removed from the state flag. Guess what? A lot of baseball tournaments held at Southern Miss. Guess what? Until that flag changes, no more baseball tournaments held at Southern Miss. What if Southern Miss finished top of the standings and they were, because they were the best team in Conference USA in their division, they would get to host the conference championship game? Guess what? No more. Not until the flag is changed because, again, doesn't matter they don't get to take advantage of that opportunity because Conference USA isn't going to allow championships to be held in the state of Mississippi. And I don't know if Conference USA is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, but Southern Miss has a lot more opportunity to play 
for conference championships than maybe some of the other schools in the state of Mississippi. That means no more championship games until further notice. Spencer Dupuis, what do you have? Am I correct that Conference USA is not the only conference to come out and say this? I think they are um, among the growing voices. There are other conferences that are, are starting to come out, but it impacts Conference USA more. It impacts the SEC more because there are schools in Mississippi. So it's one thing if the Pac-12 would say, hey, we're not playing any championships in Mississippi. Well, yeah, there's no Pac-12 school there. But if Conference USA comes out and says it, all of a sudden Southern Miss gets penalized, even though Southern Miss is not the cause of the problem. Southern Miss is not the institution that's the offender here, but Southern Miss resides in the state that is. Well, right now, they're the one flying the flag with the Confederate battle symbol. And so who do you take it out on? You can't take it out on the state, but you can deny the schools from hosting any conference championships. So I was right, not the only conference making noise about it. But right. So the SEC yep. and the NCAA have threatened, only threatened, but Conference USA is the only one to actually make the push. Conference USA, they have an opportunity here. And really, it's more impactful, I think, with Southern Miss. I'm not sure that it's going to be more impactful in the state, but Southern Miss all of a sudden, hey, you know all those baseball tournaments they get to host? No, they're done. And Southern Miss football's been pretty good in the past, and it could be really good again, and they could host a conference championship game. And this applies for all sports. This isn't just baseball we're talking, or football. Football is determined by merit, but other Conference USA events, if there is a championship to be held, it's going to be bypassing the state of Mississippi in Conference USA. And the NCAA and I think the SEC have strong stances the SECs probably, if they're going to be able to make noise about this, they're going to have more impact. But as an institution, I think Southern Miss gets hit more. Because, come on, SEC, I don't think Mississippi, I don't think the state of Mississippi when I talk about SEC power, SEC prominence, SEC championships, I don't think of the state of Mississippi when it comes to that. I mean, maybe not in, in the big-time sports, but I mean, I don't necessarily know about any other sports, like like the big money-making sports, maybe not football or basketball. But, but it's an SEC but country. Other, it is SEC and country. And so what do they think about? Championships. What do they think about specifically, though? Football. And? Basketball. There you go. Football and basketball. Mostly football. Basketball there, too. If you're Kentucky, basketball. If you're Kentucky basketball, maybe now Tennessee basketball, more so than football. But Kentucky basketball, Alabama football, Mississippi, the state, are they sitting there going, oh, okay, well, man, you know what? We ain't that good in the SEC anyway, so <laughs> fine by us. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what the mindset is down there. And we, we, we see sports saying, look, We have student-athletes that are black and other races. And so we are, as a mission, trying to provide 
opportunities and experiences for student athletes. And so you go into a state in which they're flying the battle symbol as a state flag, part of the state flag. You see that, and that doesn't make, I'm sure, someone feel real good and comfortable about their visit to the state of Mississippi. Again, Southern Miss, this is not a Southern Miss issue, but it is now because Southern Miss gets penalized for it. The schools get penalized for it. So guess what? All of a sudden, Southern Miss has an opportunity here to be real vocal, serious, because Southern Miss has been, well, when Southern Miss is really good, I think Conference USA is really good. I've always believed that. Southern Miss, when they are one of the standard bearers for Conference USA, Conference USA is really good because Southern Miss isn't a school that has a huge metro compared to some other of the Conference USA members, but it doesn't matter because Southern Miss is in Conference USA not because of what TV market they can bring. It's what the program brings, and if Southern Miss is good, Conference USA is good. So now Southern Miss has something else in their arsenal to maybe help facilitate change, if possible, in the state of Mississippi. And I hope they can, because I hate to see Southern Miss and those kids penalized. Because if they're good enough to host a championship game in football, they get to host a championship game in football. That's the rule. But now, unfortunately for them, they get penalized. And then there are other things happening today as far as the state itself, including Mississippi State, Spencer. Yeah, their running back, uh, Kylan Hill, I believe is how you say his first name, he says he will sit out the 2020 football season unless the state flag of Mississippi has changed. That's big. I mean, that's an SEC school football player saying he will not play football. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot, if other of his teammates and maybe players from Ole Miss don't come out and say the same thing. Not supporting for that. He gets that's a that's an expression. That's a freedom of expression there. Now, the school could do one of two things: they can support him, or they could not support him. It's it it's no middle ground here. They can support him. His coach, I'm sure, supports him. I'm sure his teammates will support him. And you might see this because student athletes have power. Sports in general is where we go to escape. And now you see social media, you see more empowerment, you see student athletes understand that they have some say here. They have some they have some investment here. They have a little bit more power than they maybe were once led to believe because right now we are all dying for sports. We want sports. We crave sports. Is sports the most important thing going on right now for us in our lives? No, it's not. However, I think everything gets amplified because we don't have sports. Sports is our, our getaway. Sports is our distraction sometimes. Sports is where we go to to... You have a bad day. Sports is sometimes at escape, but you know what? The game's on tonight. I get to see my team play. 
And so you have these student athletes, these young men, young women, who college athletics, without them, there's no college athletics. So their voices need to be heard. And so Conference USA enabling, I think, Southern Miss as an institution to have a little bit more say in this fight. Now, the grand scheme of things, if the SEC comes down on the state of Mississippi, that's going to get amplified and heard a little bit more. But Conference USA, hey, look, you got Southern Miss. That's a really good program in college athletics. They're really good. They've hosted some championships, not just in football, basketball, baseball. They've hosted championships across the board. Here's an opportunity for you as a state to make a change, or if you don't want to take advantage of this opportunity, that's fine. We're just going to deny Southern Miss, an institution in your state, all these opportunities. It's not going to impact them directly in football, because I don't think they were going to contend right away for a football championship. Baseball, though, yeah. This is, By the way, baseball is a bigger deal than basketball at Southern Miss. We know this to be true. Football, baseball, and preseason baseball, right? Isn't that how it works? Aren't those the seasons? Football, baseball, and preseason baseball. Spring training. It's like basically football, baseball, or spring training baseball. It's just how it works. We'll see if other uh, conferences make hard-line stances. Or I don't know if we're going to get to the point where, okay, we're not going to send our teams to your state. Are we going to get to that point where schools and institutions go, okay, we're not going to come to your state now. Not just conferences saying we're not going to have championships in your state. You could have other schools. And conference, though, I don't know if Conference USA schools can say, look, we're not coming. Probably can't do that. But you could see loss of opportunity because you could have non-conference schools say, out of school, yeah, out of conference schools, look, no, we, we don't want to come. We don't want to come because we don't want to play in your state because your state's not inclusive. Your state flies that symbol and it leads to uh, a situation in which our student-athletes are not uncomfortable in your state. Now, if you remove the symbol, there's still other problems that remain, but the symbol is a step. And I think Conference USA making this statement today. I'm going to be interested and curious to see what Southern Miss as an institution, how vocal they are over the weeks and months, if they're really going to make a push to add their voice to this fight. Ultimately, it comes down, maybe the voters are going to be the ones to decide. If the voters are going to be the ones to decide, we'll find out where they, their hearts are. And if the symbol doesn't get changed, the state flag doesn't get changed, well, no championships in your state for the foreseeable future. We'll get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And before we go to break, whatever, whatever you feel, whatever you think, make sure you at least do your research first. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. 
We're wrapping up the Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We find out on Friday night that Marshall baseball pitcher, Marshall baseball pitcher Robert Kwiatkowski signing with the Boston Red Sox on an undrafted free agent contract late Friday night. So congratulations to him, native of Georgia. Spent the last two seasons in Huntington. He um, transferred from Spartansburg Methodist College. He appeared in 29 games, making two starts on the hill, and made a team-high eight relief appearances this season while accumulating an ERA of 225. Kwiatkowski pitched a total of 42.1 innings and struck out 43 batters in his career. So congratulations to him. Hopefully his career will carry on for many years to go. Here's an absurd story. I don't know if this is ending on a high note or not, but radio play-by-play personality Bill Hillgrove charged with DUI in Pennsylvania after driving his car through a grocery store plate glass window. This is a story from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. They report that Hillgrove, the announcer for the Pittsburgh Steelers and University of Pittsburgh Panthers football games, went into the store to fill a prescription after hitting the building and drove home in his damaged car. Authorities found him there and arrested him after he failed a preliminary breath test. I I don't know if I can top that one. He, He drives his car through a grocery store plate window glass, and then he goes in the store. Not to say I'm sorry, not to apologize, not to say, hey, uh, I messed up. Here's my insurance information. Let's fix this. No, he goes in, he fills a prescription, and he goes home. Seriously, that's that's the order of events. Drive through grocery store window, get out of car, fill prescription, go home, wait for police to come arrest me. Spencer? I guess he just really has not had anything to do for the last few months, and he just wanted to do something adventurous. Adventurous? And outrageous. Now, I know Reckless. you. I bring you up because as as a young student here trying to find his way in this field of broadcasting, you would have been anxious to meet him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. How's that conversation going to go now? Uh, it'd be an awkward one. I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I heard about you." Hey, how you doing? Um, how you doing? Yeah. So, um, you so let me get this straight. You drove through a grocery store window, and then you got out and filled your prescription, and you left. Is that how that works? You know, you can call those in. By the way, you know, you can call those in, right? I mean, sometimes you have to go and you have to drop off the script. But you can call those in. You can you can do that electronically. You can sometimes they send you a text, you need a refill. Yes, I'll do that. You know, mail order, mail order prescriptions might be a thing for him. They probably should be. They probably should be. You know, he's never gonna come on the show. Nope. He probably won't have a job much probably longer. Probably won't have a job much longer, but after today, he's probably never coming on this show. But I'm going to tell you right now, Spencer, that would be a heck of a booking for you. You book him as a guest, that would be some class A work right there. 
That's going to do it for this edition. Don't drink and drive. Whatever you do, don't drink and drive. That's going to do it. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.